Parenting Today is a podcast produced by Reformed Youth Ministries. Whether you feel competent or confused in parenting, this podcast seeks to apply God's truth to the culture of today. For more information on this ministry, visit rym.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to Parenting Today. I'm John Parrott, and he is Kurt Cooper. Hi guys. I didn't know if you'd say anything. I didn't really set that up very well, but good job, Kurt. Um, If you were listening to the show on Tuesday, you know that this week we're talking about family worship, and as this is still uh, somewhat of a new podcast, uh, we looked at creation and fall on Tuesday. Uh, Today we're looking at redemption. Um, We we mentioned uh, on Tuesday just kind of the creational side of things. We are created to be worshipers. Uh, We also brought up stewardship, how our children ultimately don't belong to us, they belong to the Lord, and so we are to steward them as gifts, and part of that stewardship is passing the faith on uh, to the next generation. Uh, We talked about uh, the difficulty of uh, family worship, that there's, you know, laziness involved, there's busyness, that those are kind of two main factors that uh, seem to compete with family worship, and we, we talked about the larger umbrella of spiritual warfare, that without a doubt, uh, Satan and uh, his evil forces are hard at work to destroy family, to separate family, to uh, keep the gospel from going forth uh, to the next generation. So uh, we need to be mindful of that as parents, uh, that it's not a coincidence that this is a difficult thing. Uh, we should expect challenge and kind of prepare for that. Um, and so today as we talk about redemption, hopefully we'll be uh, maybe giving some advice on how to um, just prepare for some of those challenges and how to um, uh, equip you guys to, to uh, deal with some of those challenges and to um, to move forward in this. Uh, Kurt, anything you want to add as we get in to this? Just a, just wanted to add that the accolades keep rolling in and uh, <laughs> pr- Practical Sheep Goats and Alpacas Magazine says that they are downright woolly over our podcast that's a direct <laughs> quote so you can pick that up at newsstands but matt some of these just, magazines just re- really like us john just so. just so everybody Good. knows this was just a random idea kurt had before we started he was looking up all these random magazines uh, that were going to give us endorsements and uh and these are these are real magazines that he is uh, john, talking about the, the endorsements john. are not real but the magazines are just, John, the endorsements are so real. <laughs> uh, practical sheep guides and alpacas and their tens of readers are really liking the podcast. So please, you know, don't <laughs> don't discount. <laughs> we are huge in the in the alpaca farmer community. So uh, pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Yes. That's, a, that's an emerging market. Yes, absolutely. And so getting to our episode today, <laughs> um, we thought it would be helpful as we, we did talk about on uh, Tuesday. But there's, you know, there's a spectrum on this. And, and of course, on one end of the spectrum, there are people who are, who are asking the question, what is family worship? What are you even talking about? You know, that's not even a concept in our, our family. Um, then we know kind of those who, who know a little bit about family worship, there are some who think more informal, uh, where it's kind of, you know, you, you think of Deuteronomy 6, which we should have mentioned on Tuesday, we, we didn't, but talking about these things and impressing these things diligently upon our children as we, you know, walk along the road. And, and so kind of taking some of that language, thinking, you know, bringing it to today, walking along the road could be, you know, driving in the car or um, just 
uh, going about our days and, and uh, speaking about theology just in a very informal way as we look at you know lessons from life. Um, but then there are those who, who think more formally about this and think, okay, this needs to be you know, a nightly thing or something that happens every morning and there needs to be kind of some structure and form to it. Um, and so, you know, there, we know that there's um, a spectrum there. And again, we want to be sensitive to that and we don't want to uh, encourage somebody in one way over the other. Um, but we thought it'd be helpful for uh, Kurt and I both to share you know, where we kind of fall on that spectrum just so people know our context of where we're, we're coming from. And we also want to say, as we've said on the show uh, plenty of times, we're not experts uh, as we're talking about some of the things that might be helpful uh, for family worship. Um, there are plenty of times uh, where we have uh, failed in this responsibility where um, I've sent my children to bed without, you know, praying, without opening the word. And, um, you know, we, we miss days because of busyness or, or whatever. So as we give these examples, we're not coming from a, a point of, uh, hey, we, we, we've done this perfectly. Um, so uh, I would assume most people listening understand that, but we just want to state that clearly. Uh, Kurt, you mm. want to add to that? And nothing, nothing to add except I completely agree. And uh, it is the height of irony that I would try to teach anyone how to do family worship because I'm, I would say that I'm not very good at it. But uh, I'll second that about me. <laughs> so yeah, so where, where we fall on the spectrum, uh, Kurt and I kind of discussed this uh, in between episodes. We're definitely more on the informal uh, side. Um, that doesn't mean that there haven't been times where there's more of a formal structure to some of the things that we've done. Uh, in our home, um, but definitely more um, on the the informal side of things. Kurt, is that uh, where you would how you would describe you and your your family? Yes. Um, well, I'll say right off the bat that um, the uh, I our family worship, especially. I, first of all, we should probably remind people the age of our children. John has more children. He has five, and his oldest is 11 or 12, John? 11. 11. So um, whereas I have two children, and I have a, a seven-year-old and a one-year-old. So um, I, I, I know we're going to get into this, but I guess this is where I would start, and I would say is that um, my expectations for – the expectations for family worship with my seven-year-old will be different when, you know, in four years when he's as old as John's oldest is now. And, you know, and certainly it'll be my expectations or what I'll expect family worship to look like would be different um, when uh, my child is seven, when my oldest is 17 versus when he's seven. So right off the bat, and this is also a good reminder for, for you guys is that we're both pretty young fathers. John's a little farther along than I am. um, But, uh, you know, so we don't have, uh, high school students yet. Uh, so, uh, for some people that are listening to this, um, we're going to talk about our own experiences, um, first, but we're also going to talk about what to do with older students as well. So to start out my own experience, um, is that, uh, we have, our church has a, uh, a memory work guide, which are, uh, verses and catechism, children's catechism questions that, um, for every year from two years old until uh, until fifth through fifth grade, uh, we have uh, uh, Bible verses that they're supposed to memorize that year, and, and uh, children's catechism questions that they're supposed to know the answers to. Um, 
by the end of the year. And that is our guide uh, for Campbell, our oldest, is uh, we're uh, working through memorizing those verses and talking about them. Um, what's, imp- you know, not only memorizing them, but also as you can on a seven-year-old level, hashing them out um, and w- what it means. And then, uh, and then working on the catechism. And actually, I have a link. I'm going to read this link to you, but I th- hopefully we'll be able to put it um, in the podcast notes. But you can look at our at our churches. Uh, it's been around for a long time, and it's very good. And I had nothing to do with producing it and getting nothing. It's free on our website. It's uh, trinitypca.org slash grow slash children slash memory work. And you can download a Word document or a PDF of uh, for every year um, available uh, from two years old um, to fifth grade. And that has been our guide. And we are by no means consistent or as consistent that we would like to be. Uh, as school has gotten harder and required more time, we, uh, we keep talking about how we've got to redouble our efforts um, uh, to, to do our memory work uh, and to do uh, and to read our, our verses uh, and, and sing our songs. Um, he has songs that he learns in Sunday school. So that's really helpful for us. Uh, we use those songs and then we, we, we do prayer, but we do it. We've done it in different ways. Um, uh, in the interest of time, I'll just say that the most common way in which we've done it is that, uh, I asked Campbell, um, he needs every night, uh, as we pray, he's gonna, um, thank God for one thing, um, person or a person or thing, he's going to um, tell God he's sorry for something that he's done today. If he's done anything, then he needs to tell God he, he's, he's going to ask for forgiveness. And then third, that uh, we're going to ask God to help someone, um, someone other than ourselves we're going to ask. And so that's kind of our God. That's, been, that's, our, that's not what we always do, but that's probably what we do, I don't know, 75% of the time is – to pray on um, those three things to um, to thank God to uh, to ask for forgiveness um, and then also uh, to pray for someone else besides ourselves to ask God to help someone else besides ourselves and that's basically our it's a very rudimentary um, family worship but that's basically what we do um, I hope that's I've made that clear enough so yeah I think I think that's that's helpful card and just just to repeat that link, uh, trinitypca.org slash grow slash children slash memory work. Um, mm-hmm. You said, you know, a PDF form or whatever, you can you can download that and, mm-hmm. and use that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, to, to start off with this discussion, I mean, picking a time of day um, is, is helpful mm-hmm. to think about. There's going to be you know, everyone knows their family better and so better than anyone else. And so, you know, kind of those times of the day that tend to, to work. Um, you know, it seems like mealtime, uh, it works for a lot of families. And I know I say that at the same time, knowing that, you know, the dinner table is becoming a rare thing with families. And that's obviously that's, that's sad um, that that is the case, that our busyness is not allowing families to sit down and, and share meals together. Um, but I was actually, I was in, in a men's class last night and an older father um, who has grown children just said that, you know, kind of in their, you know, decades of parenting their children, they did find that, you know, meals were the time where, okay, they were all sitting there. They were there eating. Everyone needed to eat. And so let's just, since we're all sitting down, let's go ahead and, 
and have somewhat of a devotion here. And so it seems like there is a, a good, you know, um, encouragement or correlation to try to have a devotion time um, around a mill, you know, centered on a mill. And so what seemed to, mm-hmm. to be good for us, I mean, there were, there, there were a lot of times where it was, it was bedtime for us, where it was, okay, everybody, we eat, you know, they brush teeth, we get the kids ready for bed, and then we come back in the living room, and, you know, we might read. I mean, we've read um, from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. We've read that multiple times. We've read uh, the Big Picture uh, Bible, I think is what it's called. We've read, you know, Kevin DeYoung's The Biggest Story um, we've read from God made all of me, which is a very good book by the Holcombs, I think is their last name. And that deals with kind of educating your children on, uh, their body parts. It's designed to protect mm-hmm. children from sexual abuse and sexual predators. And, um, it's a, it's a very good book that's age appropriate mm-hmm. for, I think, you know, the youngest would be two to three years old. Um, but that's just a book. So we've used a lot of different books and then we'd have, you know, a time of prayer and, uh, <clears throat> you know, put them to bed. Uh, there have been some times where, Kurt, I know you can play the guitar and uh, no one is musically inclined in our family. And so we would, uh, you know, use YouTube um, to just look up some some hymns or some songs uh, to sing those mm-hmm. uh, from time. And so sometimes it would be, okay, let's just sing a couple of hymns and then pray and then go to bed. Or sometimes it would be, okay, let's read a little bit if we had more time and then sing, and then pray, and then put them to bed. Uh, other times it's been like, okay, we're too busy, it's late. Everybody, you know, get in the bed, and then I would come and pray over my children. I just always wanted them mm-hmm. to hear me pray. Um, so I'm saying, you know, there's been a lot of variety to this. There's been, obviously, nights where we've missed, and we haven't done anything. Um, those are some of the things that, that we've done. But I say all that to say now, it seems like the morning is becoming easier for us. Um, that as we've got, you know, an 11-year-old all the way down to 2-year-old, it's exhausting at the end of the day to just kind of make it through the day to get everybody ready and then to try to sit down and, and do that. It seems like we're all exhausted and everybody's kind of ready for bed. So mm. we found that the breakfast table has been helpful. And uh, something that, that I just did, because I, I do agree, I mean, Bible memory uh, is you know, memory work is important. Um, you know, I have not done a good job of having my family memorize verses, but something I, I did that's kind of a variation of that um, mm-hmm. is I just picked a, a psalm for a week. And so, for example, you know, uh, Sunday would be, you know, the day, it's the first of the week, we would um, pick a, a new psalm for that week. And so we just start with Psalm 1. I would read it where everyone would, you know, hear it around the table, and then I would just pick one of the verses in there and I would have everyone repeat it mm-hmm. after me. Um, and so we would do that same psalm for the entire week. And so really by the end of the week, they almost had that one verse memorized. Um, and, and try to just do that knowing that what, what the scriptures say about itself is that God's word is living and active. That God's word, mm-hmm. that God's word has power. That he uses it. And so I'm just you know, relying on that, that God promises to use his word and that it does have power and that my little children are hearing from, from the eternal inerrant word of God over and over again every morning. Um, and just kind of, again, allowing them to hear truth as they're starting their day. Um, so I talked a long time, but that was kind of, you know, saying we, well, we've kind of settled on I, breakfast now. Yeah, well, I wanted to say that one thing, I think this is in, now, Full disclosures that John and I are both members of the PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America. So when I reference the Book of Church Order, that's like um, 
that's what our church uses. And I know other churches have similar documents. But I want to say that in the Book of Church Order, or it could be in the Westminster Confession, that it says that um, oftentimes – this might be in the Westminster Confession of Faith. I, I hate to reference something and not know exactly where it's from. And, and so now it's just going to be a paraphrase. But that uh, oftentimes – God works through just the simple reading of his words even more powerfully than a sermon. Hmm. Um, and I, that, I think that's the Westminster Confession of Faith. Um, I have to go find that. Uh, where I know that I've I heard it quoted very recently um, and was just uh, – uh, one of our pastors quoted it. Uh, and then uh, as his defense for always having more of the passage read than what was really going to be preached on uh, expositorily. Uh, but just to read more of the passage because reading God's word alone has a, you know, God's word is living and active. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, I was just thinking about that. And I, um, I think too, let me just say something as you're yeah, go ahead. that going back to you talking about parents being intimidated to teach their children. Um, mm-hmm. this is an encouragement for that, that you don't have to, yeah. be, like you said, Charles yeah. Spurgeon, actually opening up the Word of God and just reading it, it works apart from you. And so just being encouraged by that to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to feel like I have to have a lesson from this. We're just going to read it as a family and then knowing that it has power. So just that, that encouragement there. All right. Well, that's what we do, um, more or less. Um, if someone had met... Can, if you don't mind, John, can we talk about what someone should do if they've never done family worship before? That, that um, and especially if they have older children. Um, so they're trying to do this. Um, should they just give up and not do it at all? I think we're both going to say no to that, um, <laughs> if I had to guess. But uh, should they – how should – how could one go about – what do you think – what are some, what's some advice – for someone, how can one go about beginning to do family worship, even if they've got just even one year left with their student before they go to college or whatever? I think that it still would be really beneficial for them um, to start getting into this habit. How would? What are some tips for starting? Yeah, I would say this, and again, some of this we're acknowledging we're young fathers, but at the same time, I've been in student ministry for 15 years. Kurt, you're about mm-hmm. the same as well, and so we've been around teenagers. Uh, we know their schedules. We know how teenagers think and function, you know, not perfectly. Uh, but we, 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 we do have some experience in this as well as I'm kind of taking some thoughts from, from older fathers that I, I've talked to as well. Um, I would say if you want to start, it seems like, you know, just based on students' schedules, the morning time would be the best time. I know, you know, for, for our uh, youth ministry at Pear Orchard, uh, we were able uh, to have prayer breakfasts, and that those were kind of the only times we could get with some students. So they did have their mornings kind of free. I know some sports have, you know, weightlifting beforehand, and so you're going to run into some of those issues. But, you know, once they go to school and then they have extracurriculars in the afternoon and then they have homework in the evening, the evening time would be hard. And so for those families who maybe just want to get started and they have older children, I would say try to utilize the morning. And if you've never done it before, um, I would say, you know, and you're thinking, you know, maybe a parent's thinking, well, our mornings are crazy trying to get them out the door. And this might sound crazy, but how about, you know, encouraging or leading your family to wake up 10 minutes earlier every day and, you know, just Mm -hmm. saying, okay, look, we're we're waking up 10 minutes earlier. We're going to get ready sooner. And then we're going to sit out on the table 
and just, you know, encouraging families, like five minutes is all this would take of, you know, um, praying, mm -hmm. praying before you open scripture, read one scripture, you know, it could be a short Psalm or maybe just one verse for the week and everybody kind of repeating that verse, you know, they're hearing from the word, you're praying. And so just encouraging, look, it can be a five minute um, kind of thing, especially for those who've never done this before. Don't say, okay, we're doing 30 minutes every day. No, start, start, start small, you know, five minutes. Okay. We're just going to get in the word. I'm just going to read it. And that's, and that's it. And kind of starting there, um, I think would be a helpful place to begin. I don't think this is, will happen, but I'm amused at the idea of someone who's never done family worship, listening to this podcast and being like, you know what? Sunrise service every morning now. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and, uh, and some high school student is like, <laughs> some we get some email from a high school student it's like what have you done to my parents <laughs> um, stop it <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean there's definitely a tendency I have a tendency to be like an all or nothing kind of guy and be like look we're going hard at this if we're going to go like you know um, but uh, yeah you know even if it's just I don't know how many people who listen to this um, in other words I don't know if both our moms uh, are aware of uh, are aware of uh, our daily bread, but um, you know that's just one of a ton of little devotionals uh, that you can. Uh, some of my fa I know we're going to get to um, um, recommendations, but New Morning Mercies. Uh, I mean, morning is right there in the title. Um, is uh, our our senior pastor does devotions for our staff meeting, and I can't tell you how many times Claude has uh, read from New Morning Mercies and how good it's been. Uh, so uh, there's there's a ton out there um, for you, and it's not as it's not as much time as you think it would be. Um, so I hope that's an encouragement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, just as far as if there are some you know families out there, some parents are thinking, okay, how can I go about? you know, family worship or where's some guidance. Uh, this would, mm -hmm. these, these two books I'm about to recommend are not books you would read as a family. They're books to kind of guide you along in this. And one of them is called Family Worship by Donald Whitney. Um, and the other one is called A Neglected Grace by Jason Halopoulos. A Neglected Grace by Jason Halopoulos. Mm -hmm. um, those would definitely be on the more formal side of kind of family worship. Um, but that could, you, you know, you don't have to buy into all of what they say there or, or implement every single bit of it, but definitely get some wisdom, some guidance, some direction um, uh, from those books. Uh, as far as kind of, Kurt, you're asking about, okay, what about a family with older kids? What, what's what's um, some material? Uh, I mean, this mm -hmm. is a, a shameless plug for RYM, but, but we're trying to do these things uh, because we, we do. I mean, as RYM, we want to equip the next generation, and, and part of that is equip, equipping parents as well as youth workers um, and students. Uh, but there's a book booklet that we've put together called Bible 101. Um, we have a uh, you know Bible study that's called Bible 101 as, as well, and that's a 12-week study um, that can be used in a lot of ways. But this is a booklet, Bible 101, that's revised from that study. And it's only about 45 pages, um, but it's written, every chapter is about, you know, two to three pages. It's very short. It's a basic understanding of doctrine of scripture, of what, you know, what is the Bible? 
And I could see families easily using that. I mean, I would think you could read the chapter in about five minutes, um, you know, and, and then have some questions afterwards. But just sitting down as a family and reading through that um, would be, you know, very doable, very easy. If you go to rym.org slash bookstore, you can buy that. Um, so I would encourage people to, to check that out. That's a resource we hope will be helpful. I mean, it's, it's again, it's written for teenagers to read. So, you know, mm-hmm. parents can, can buy that and, and give it to their teen on their own to read as well. Um, so it's very accessible. Another thing is the, the student podcast that, you know, at the time of this recording, we have not launched it yet, but it should be launched very, fairly soon. And what we're doing with RYM student podcast is we're taking, you know, three to five minute clips from our, our student conferences that occur in the summer from the main speakers as well as elective teachers, we're taking three to five minute clips that have a gospel truth in them. And we're encouraging students to, you know, download this podcast and listen to it as they, you know, drive to school or at some point in the day. But we also hope parents could utilize this. You know, they could sit around the dinner table or as they're driving their student to school, they can, you know, play the podcast and allow that to kind of be, you know, a springboard for discussion of utilizing, you know, some kind of um, content for, for family devotion time. So Bible 101, you can check that out at the RYM bookstore, and then uh, the student podcast. Uh, those are two things that we hope can be helpful for families. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned the student podcast because I don't think that's a shameless plug. First of all, it's free, so and there are no advertisements on here. We don't get paid to do this. That's so, um, But uh, the, the stu- I, had a, I had a parent um, from a church uh, where I served uh, before I was in, in Trin- at Trinity in Montgomery, uh, just text me and say, Hey, uh, what are some podcasts that, uh, that I could have my students listen to? And I said, well, guess what? There's one coming out. Um, and a great one that's coming out. And I mentioned that, that podcast, the RYM student podcast, uh, as a great opportunity, uh, for, uh, you know, if, even if it's riding in the car on the way to school, just pop it in, um, uh, or cue it up, I guess. I pop it in. Which we're not using tapes <laughs> cassette, anymore. Cassette tape. CDs. <laughs> Hardware. That's so <laughs> ridiculous. But, uh, uh, but yeah, to cue up your, uh, you know, the student podcast and to listen to it on the way to school, it's a great, um, it's, it'd be a great thing, um, a great jumping off point for you and your student. And you might learn something too. Some of these uh, teachers, um, they're, they're good at teaching youth, but they're also, you know, God's word is living and active and it, um, it, it might, uh, encourage you or convict you as well. So that's, I'm glad, really glad that you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's about all I've got. Um, Kurt, is there anything else you want to add as we're closing this out? No, I just want to encourage people that, uh, none of us have, we've said this before, but I'll just say it again is that John and I are not experts at this. But we think that it's really important, and um, anything worth doing is worth doing, um, worth doing well. But anything that's worth doing is worth doing poorly too. So hmm. even if you feel like you're not very good at it, uh, if it's you know if it's worth it, it's worth doing to whatever ability you have. And um, and I don't think that I've never I've never had a student come back when they were in uh, college or out of college and say. I've never had a student come back and say, my parents were too strict. Um, they were too involved and they, they had, you know, they, I've never had a parent, a, a child come back and say that. Um, so encourage parents to lay down the law and to, you know, have rules. 
But I've also never had a parent, uh, a student come back and say, you know what, my parents made me come to church too much. Um, or my parents talked about the Bible too much. Or my parents talked about Jesus too much to me. I've never had a student come back and say that. I've had him say, I've had students come back and say, my parents didn't do a good job of this. Um, or they didn't, I now see that they, you know, that they could have done better. Um, and let's let that student get some kids before they start judging how people parent. But, um, you know, all that to say is that I don't think that you'll regret it. I don't think you'll regret it. Yeah. All right, John, I guess this is where we sign off. We haven't totally figured out how to sign off for this podcast. So you guys can, um, you guys can jump out of here and John and I will awkwardly say bye to each other. See you later, John. All right. Bye, Kurt. (laughs) 